Kevin Shecky Show. We got this groovy podcast for ya. Reviewing crazy tunes or quoting Twain and Sting and Doom. We'll bring ideas to share like bonus points for extra flair. Cause it's the freaking Dave and Shecky Show. Show. We're bringing you this groovy review. We might preview movies, bake some bread, or drink some smoothies. So come on, have way too much caffeine. You roll up some rivers, I'll reference some Raffi. This is the Dave and Shecky Show. Hey, how you doing? Welcome back with your all-time favorites, Bobby Ortega coming at you, and Mo Gaffney. Now, you have to wait until I say what the name <laughs> oh, of the show is. Sorry. You can't just say I'm okay. Bobby Ortega and Let Mo Gaffney. Let me try Gaffney. this one more time. And take two tacos and a nacho salad to go. I'm not, I'm not in it anymore. Oh, man. Welcome, 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 welcome everyone to uh, <clears throat> episode number 75, 75 of the Middle-Aged Cool Kids Super Terrific Podcast featuring your pals. That guy down the aisle he, he, who helps you. What, did, what happened to Manny Ortega and Mo Gaffney? Oh, who's Manny Ortega? I don't know. Is he but, a ball player? Uh, that bet. sounds like the name of a ball player. Mm-hmm. Did he work out for, was, is he on the, the AAA team for Texas? I just know that our bathroom door is open. Oh Jesus Christ! Who left? Mo? Is Mo, Mo Gaffney? Gaffney in there? Hold on a second. She has to be somewhere. Apparently, um, we have to uh, shut the bathroom door. Um, not only because it's more civilized, but our cat goes in there, takes things off of the sink, and tries to feed it to the dog, which causes uh, great panic. So. Mary shut the garden door. So uh, today's episode, Dave. Did you want to say anything about Manny Ortega or Mo- uh oh? Are these notes? I gotta get my notes together oh. because I have a problem with today's topic, as Manny Ortega would tell you. Oh, I didn't know more- Manny Ortega had a problem with today's topic. You want to know about today's topic? Well, I want to know why you picked Manny Ortega and Mo Gaffney. Because they start with M, uh-huh. and they end with hair. Yeah, the hair of it all. And that's what this is. What? They start with the, M and they end with hell? Yes, a hellish life. Mo Gaffney's existence is terrible. I, Let me tell you. I, <laughs> I've, not, I've not looked into Mo Gaffney's current existence. but It's I'm not gonna, a good thing. Are you, you've looked into it? I don't know. Have you seen Joey Behar? It's probably somewhere along those lines. Well, you know, as much as I don't like Joy Behar, she's on a TV show. So she's getting a regular paycheck. Boy Jhar. Uh-huh. All right. Today's episode is all about Dave's favorite subject. Disco. Disco. You know, all right, here's the problem. Uh-huh. Let me just cut let me just cut out all the bullshit here. All right. Disco. Mm-hmm. Now What's the next word that comes after disco when you hear the, the word disco? Tech? No. Oh. It's sucks. Oh, I see. Disco sucks. Mm. And the problem is, <clears throat> as I've gotten older, 
Mm. I realized that disco indeed sucks. Oh, I see. And it is a terrible genre. I don't know. Was this genre created by white people or black people? Or was it both holding the devil's hand? Because there's little to redeem from disco. That being said, a lot of the songs that you might think are disco that you like are actually funk. And all the lists of disco you will look at, they are confused. Highly confused. I see. And we'll get to that. All right, so uh, just let's go over to Wikipedia real quickly. Uh, Disco is a genre of dance music and a subculture that emerged in the 70s from the United States urban nightlife scene. Its sound is typified by four on the floor beats. Good. Syncopated bass lines. Good. String sections. All right, how much does this cost? Horns. I want them. Electric piano. Now we're talking. Synthesizers. Cocaine. And electric rhythm guitar. I love electric rhythm. Everyone loves electric rhythm guitar. Uh, uh, acoustic rhythm guitar, not so much. It seems to get in the way of everyone. I see. Well, this is the thing. Uh-huh. If you're in a band with a guy who plays acoustic rhythm guitar. Yes. He's probably not that good. Oh. He's, he's strumming over everything like a moron. And not, not considering that perhaps space every now and then. You know, you don't need to blanket the whole song with just mindless rhythm guitar. Who's done Let me that? just strum along. Oh, I'm strumming here like it's open mic night. There's no band with me. Let me just strum along. Now, get a clue. The bebop musicians used to say stroll, all right? That means lay out, take a walk. Oh, I see. Uh, and is there someone in specifically that is... No, okay. I'm not going to mention names. I see. All right. Well, that, that's great, too. Um, well-known disco artists include Donna Summer, Gloria Gaynor, the Bee Gees, right, Chic. I'll, I'll tell you right now that K- a lot of what they're saying mm-hmm. here is true, K- which is surprising okay. with Wikipedia. KC and the Sunshine Band, Thelma Houston, Sister Sledge, the Tramps, the Village People, and Michael Jackson. Meh. Tell me, what do you think is a Michael Jackson song that's actually disco? I would just like to know. Off the top of your head, what's a disco song by Michael Jackson, since he's such a purveyor of the genre? Uh... That's a good question. I always think of him as some sort of soul... Yeah, that's just funk, man. Soul and funk. And the later stuff, disco was already gone by then. That ain't disco. By Thriller, it's already gone. Oh, well, Thriller could still be disco, but I don't hear any... Billy Jean, that's not disco. What is that? That's funk. Okay. All right. So today's episode is, uh, I, I said to Dave last night, uh, I want you to come up with 10 songs, if you can, 10 disco songs that actually don't suck. Hey now. And then I said, well, if you can't, just if you can only come up with seven, that's fine too. Because well, I know this is. Let's see if I can decipher my writing. I know this I don't is even know where to begin. What? I'm sorry? I know. You're not listening. It's you fine. You said, I know this is difficult. I know it's difficult for you to. Uh, I, I know how you feel about disco. I know you feel disco sucks. So I. I well, when I was a child, uh-huh. I had a black friend. Don't tell anyone. Okay. Now, his dad was not like my dad. His dad was the cocaine dealer? His dad was a heroin dealer. Oh, a heroin dealer. Okay. Cocaine is one thing. A heroin to the, the black people of, of Harlem is another. This motherfucker was in, in cahoots with Nicky Barnes. Mm. All right? American gangster. Is that what it was called? I don't know. I think it was. Anyway, uh, so uh, 
He had black light uh, posters of black people embracing with afros. Oh, oh, those weird black light sex posters? Yes, he had those on his wall. They're crazy. They had leather couches and black light posters. In the living room? No, in the basement, the finished basement with the wet bar. Oh. And then he had a closet full of candy. The candy that was used to stock the fake candy stores in Harlem where they sold the hair wine. Oh, like those big ball candies that you'd get in those uh, Just all containers? kinds of candy. The amount of candy you'd find in a store, but in this motherfucker's closet. And we'd be downstairs listening to Flashlight by Parliament uh-huh. and eating the, 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 uh, the candy. What kind of candy? You know, like Three Musketeers, oh. Snickers, Lollipops, all that shit that you would find in a candy store. And then one time his dad came in Uh-oh. and saw us eating the candy. And he just smiled. Oh, he did? Yeah. Oh, okay. But he was big and black. He reminded me of Idi Amin. He was that kind of guy. Oh, so, you know the guy who played Idi Amin on TV? Yeah. He was like that guy. The same guy that was in the, uh, wasn't he in Predator. the Crying Game? The Predator, that kind of black guy? Crying Game. Scary motherfucker. Oh. So. <laughs> anyway, uh, without going much further, I had a radio uh-huh. boom box. Okay. And I had... I had written Disco Sucks. I scraped it into it. Oh, boy. What's it called? I etched it into the side of it. What is it when you scratch something into something? Anyway. you scratch it in. Yeah, I scratched it in. And he had a radio that said Rock Sucks. Oh, shit. Yeah, man. That shit was fucked up. peanut butter on my chocolate. And I was like, Rock doesn't suck. Uh, Even then, I was like, no one says Rock Sucks. I was like, what are you doing? He's like, Disco Sucks. He's like, Disco doesn't suck. And, uh... You know, through him, I got into some some other stuff, like I said, Parliament. But that wasn't disco. That shit was funky. Right. And uh, what's the point of this? Yeah, so disco has always sucked, in my opinion. Do you think he put disco sucks just because yours said rock sucks? Uh, I mean, d- yeah, probably. Vice versa. I think so. But the thing is, he was the first person who I heard playing Sugar Hill Gang. Oh. And this was 1979 when it came out. Uh-huh. And he was totally into it. And I was like, huh, well, this doesn't suck. Nope. And that was happening. And the thing is, uh, Rapper's Delight is based on uh, Good Times by uh, Sheik, right? La Sheik? What are they called? Sheik? Sheik. Yeah. The Freak. Uh, anyway, and that is not disco. That's a funk song. So... Sugar Hill Gang wasn't rapping over disco, so that's why it didn't suck also, because it wasn't disco. I see. But that was, he was into disco, but then he got into that, and all of a sudden, like, rap took over, and that was that. Right. I was going to say, rap is not disco Yeah, and it wasn't disco, and it's good, but if you look on these lists, you will see that uh, Good Times by uh, Sheik is uh, considered a disco song. I see. And what, what, what... Is the difference, again, the, I think... The defining just, thing uh-huh. of disco is definitely the four on the floor. Is the drum beat is the defining thing of disco. Okay, so can you... Can you uh, no, it's just the kick drum on every beat. Kick drum on every beat and the hi-hat opening sometimes. So one, two, three, four, it's yeah, over always... Yeah, over again. A, the, the kick drum is always on it. Every time you say one, two, three, <clears throat> four, there's a kick drum. I see. And, and then the hi-hat's going... In between it. Uh-huh. See, that's what it turned into. Uh, so ever, let me just, it I just want to turned make into sure. techno. Dave. Huh? I almost called you my pet name. Uh, 
Let me make sure that I'm Lava. Getting... No, ew. Uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're gross. Uh, I'm, what I'm saying is every disco song in the world has the bass bass drum on every yeah, now there might be a couple exceptions here and there. Then how would you dis- distinguish if those were... I'm, ju- I'm just trying mm, to really understand this. I'd have to hear it. I see. But also, disco is is dripping with cheesy uh, uh, horn um, string arrangements. And disco was the end of... Uh, led to the end of lead guitar. Disco put the guitarist in a little box where he just played rhythm parts, which are funky, but that was just part of funk music. It didn't mean all of a sudden there were no more guitar solos, but disco took it upon itself to get rid of guitar solos. Now, who is this disco and where can I find him? I see. So, all right. Now, our friend's dad uh, played percussion on a lot of the disco that we are familiar with. Oh. And uh, that one team was hired to remix lots of songs and give it a disco flair. Some songs were recorded and then changed to disco by by using these guys, the percussion and, uh, well, it's mostly mostly, uh, mostly his percussion. I ain't going to mention names, but he's the most popular uh, percussion player in disco. Interesting. Yeah. And I think the producer was Michael Barbario or something. Or barrel, something like that. I can't remember. All right. So, with that being said, did you have you given us a list from ten nine eight seven six five four three two one, with number one being the best song, the best disco song that doesn't suck? I have a feeling this is not what you've put together. Uh, no, but I have like <laughs> ten disco songs. And you don't that have might, the- that may not suck. I I see. I mean, so many of them just suck. Well, this is what well, this is what I've done. In case your your list was not exactly what you needed it to be. Well, it might, it might be, but I've what are you pulled saying? up some lists online of top ten disco songs. All right. Well, let me just give you my number one. Number one that wait. So you number don't want one that doesn't suck. Wait a second. Oh, so that's the number ten. Okay. Number you, do 10. You want it? Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, Dave, do you know how to top 10 songs? Yeah, uh, number top 10 that doesn't suck. Uh huh, okay. Oh, yeah. Now I want to do it, right? Yes. All right. Uh, let me just read my handwriting. Okay. I cannot decipher this nonsense. Let me see. Who, no, hold on now. All right. All right, now. Do you, can you read it now? Yeah. Okay. Number 10. Uh huh. And the beat goes on. And the beat goes Are on. Are you talking no. Sonny and Cher? <laughs> no. I think it's the whispers. Now, this band's got a good bass player. Okay, well, there's a lot of funky bass going on in there. Yeah, but see, that's on the verge of funk. I see. It, because it has the bass, but it has that four... Yeah, it's just very... T- oh, this is what it has. Uh-huh. It has very tight drums with little deviation, and the kick drum pattern's not funky. It's disco. And it has the classic disco rhythm guitar, and it has the classic disco string arrangement. Uh-huh. And what about and the clapping? 
Well, what's the clapping on two and four? I wasn't even thinking about the clapping. Okay. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. the clapping. See, that's the thing. Actually, yeah, you're right. Well, the clapping is really a funk thing. It that's is. more of a funk thing, but this is that's what I'm saying. This is verging on funk. This is, this is an on the verge song. Yeah, the bass is funk. The drums are pretty disco, and the arrangement is disco, and it's leading, it's lending itself to like. Be played for people to dance to in a discoteria. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, discoteria. A discoteria. Is that what they used to Discotech. call Discotech. I see. Well, <clears throat> I, I can say one thing for the Whispers. They are well, a well-dressed bunch of gentlemen. Yeah, they're old school. Now, are they a band from like the 50s or something? Because the name like the Whispers, that almost sounds like from a different gener- generation. Uh, the Whispers formed in 1963 in Watts, California. The original members included identical twin brothers Wallace Scotty and Wallace Scott, along with Gordy Harmon, Marcus Hudson, Hudson, Nicholas Caldwell. After being invited to the San Francisco Bay Area in 1966 by Sly Stone, the group relocated to that area where they began developing a reputation as a show-stopping live act. Yeah, there you go. So 1963, they were one of those bands like, that's a different generation of musicians. Now it says here they were uh, invited to San Francisco by Sly Stone. Is that when he was a DJ? Mm, Probably. What year was that? They said 66. Yeah, I think that was maybe the last year that Sly was a DJ. Ah. I think. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Just like that. Yeah. All right, so I I think that is a that song's on the verge. Yeah, most of their stuff that you would think is disco is probably not doesn't suck. Okay. Yeah, so they're a band that doesn't suck. All right. Although personal experience, I heard that they that their bass player was actually mean to uh, our friend Max. Oh, our, really? Years ago, when Max was a kid, he was playing in a band that opened up for the Whispers, and. Uh, the bass player said some shit like, oh, you better just sit back and listen to real funk, some shit like that. Like, oh, shit. Told him like he wasn't funky or something. And Max, and Max was like, Max was a 20? White kid. Yeah. A white kid. That's terrible. Yeah, so fuck <clears> that guy. <throat> um, all right, so that's one thing that doesn't suck, maybe coming in at number 10. All right, coming in at number 10. Now all I'll right. give you number nine. Please do. Lou Rawls. Oh. Uh, you'll never find... Another love like mine. You'll never find as long as you live someone who loves you tender like I do. You'll never find no matter where you search someone who What's that one called? I just think it's called You'll Never Find. Isn't it You'll Never Find? Oh, it's You'll Never Find Another Love Like Mine. That's the yeah. whole... 
The man's got the best voice in the history of singing. Uh, you'll never find another love like mine, written by Kenny Gamble and Leon Huff. Hey, Gamble and Huff. That's the, those guys are the Philadelphia sound. Oh, are they? Yeah, that's that. They say, look, Philadelphia. What does it say? Somewhere I'm seeing it there. It says the genre is Philadelphia soul. Yeah, it is. And then it says, and then also disco. Yeah, well, they had to tailor their shit a little bit, but Philadelphia soul is what Hall and Oates come out of. Okay. Philadelphia soul is the shit. Do you- oh, later on, Philadelphia soul became what we know as the roots in hip hop and uh, Erica Badu and that kind of shit. Really? Yeah. Philadelphia's always had a heavy presence. They also had a heavy presence in the jazz scene, Philadelphia and Pittsburgh. Interesting. Yeah. Hard hitters. Uh, anyway, uh, the song You'll Never Find Another Love Like Mine uh, Performed by R&B singer Lou Rawls On his 1976 album All Things in Time Now in my opinion It's one of the Lou Rawls' worst songs But it's still Lou Rawls Proved to be his breakthrough hit Reaching number one on both the R&B And easy listening charts As well as number four on the dance chart And number two on the US Billboard Hot 100 Shit it was kept from the top spot for two weeks by You Should Be Dancing by the Bee Gees Ugh. and Shake, Shake, Shake Your Booty by KC and the Sunshine Band. White boys keeping the black man down. Well, there you go. Gamble so, and Huff, man. What the fuck? Those guys, those guys deserve a special all on their own. Special what? A special documentary. Oh, I see. Well, that's fine. Maybe they'll, Maybe they'll get it. Maybe you should start working on it. Gambling on Huff. Hmm. It's gonna be called Gambling on Huff. I and yeah, see. Kate's gonna be—he's gonna be interviewing Huff. Who is Kenny Gamble? Oh, I he's see. Gonna interview Huff. I see. Gambling on Huff. Next, coming up. Okay. Well, there, I look forward to seeing that. Who was that? Was that a picture of uh, the man who signed them? Just said no. They're leaving him out. I, you know what? Let's cut this part cut out. Cut that part out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's. You want to listen to it? Oh, yeah. That sounds good. <laughs> Insert here. What? <laughs> What's happening? I can't stand What's going you on sometimes. Here? What are we doing here? Uh-huh. What's going on? What's your number eight, weirdo? Uh, number nine. No, you just did number nine. Damn, why didn't I do that joke? Because I we do it do every time, joke. exactly. Okay. It's no longer funny. God damn it, that's what makes it funny. Uh-huh. Uh, good at it, if you will. What? That's a song? <laughs> no, that's that's uh, Gary Coleman. Oh, I see. Good at it. He's talking about having sex. He was? <laughs> yeah. It's a completely absurd interview where he's all awkward and the guy's asking him if you have a, if someone's asking him if he has a girlfriend. AIDS came out in 82, so uh-huh. all the women kind of ran, ran and hid while they kind of sorted this thing out. So I really didn't have a girlfriend that whole period of time. Yeah. I didn't really start dating good and being good at it, if you will, until about three years ago, three or four years ago. Oh, my God. <laughs> Things you don't want to know about Gary Coleman. Yes, really. No, thank you. Yeah, very... Yes, inside, yes. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't so. want to know that about anybody, but it's especially Gary Coleman. Hmm. Number eight? Number eight. Uh, well, now mm-hmm. you tell me, does this song suck? 
Wait a second. This is your th- look. This is. Tell me, does does it's raining men suck? Oh boy. Because <laughs> that might be a good disco song. I'm not sure yet. Are you out of your fucking mind? Oh, am I thinking of it's raining stuff? I think you're thinking of of Patrice O'Neill's version of it's raining stuff, which That's what does is. not suck. You know, guys, it's like how real guys change the lyrics. To like men's, you know, it's raining stuff. Yeah, <laughs> hallelujah, it's raining things. And it's all wet out here. Tom, uh, it's wet out here. Rough and tough is wet outside. It's raining things. Oh! <laughs> You gotta change the words to this. Uh, wow. Uh, it's raining stuff. Let yourself get absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's raining. Oh. Woo. Oh. Ouch and ooh. Watch out, motherfuckers. So this song absolutely sucks. That's not that is not my number eight. I just had to mention how funny that one is. It's not funny. It's only because it's Patrice O'Neill. He's oh, funny. He is funny. Or he R.I.P. Patrice. All right. Uh. Uh. Now, uh-huh. who does uh, Boogie Nights? Boogie Nights. I'd say that's a good song. Now, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, there's got a little bit of a swing section in there where it's not even disco. Isn't that the a little swing opening? That's not KC. Uh, I don't think so. I think that's a black oh, band. Heat Wave. It says. Oh, that doesn't sound black to me. You don't think so? Maybe it is. Didn't they do that other song? They're from the early days. It says 1976. That's some early disco. See the, see swing, the beginning swing. That's unheard of. A disco band playing jazz. That's I was gonna say that sounds like jazz to me. This is before the genre was genre was completely ruined. They could still sneak in some actual music. People are like, wait, is this this is a disco? Oh, yes, it is. Okay. Thank God. Now, that shit's funky like a motherfucker. I got I to tell you, 
It's not, this is not disco. It's got, it's you touching, don't think this is, this is touching on disco. Once again, the best disco is barely disco. This is funk right here. It's, oh man, it's treading, this is treading boundaries. That, those drums are not disco. They're not? Not really. Parliament Funkadelic's not disco. Sounds like Earth, Wind, and Fire. That's not. It's not really disco. I mean, that's pushing it. To call this disco. It's really. This is before disco totally took over. I mean, '76, right? When did that movie come out? '77 or '76? '77, I think. Yeah. That right there. That's fun. This is. This is disco funk. I hear the dunk. Dunk song. This is dunk, maybe. Look, they're like, we can still sneak in a guitar solo. No, you can't. It's synthesizing. Guitar solos are out. You know why? You can't sniff coke when you're doing a guitar solo. You're too excited and you spill your coke all over the place. Is that the reason? Yeah, you gotta keep them. See, that, that four on the floor keeps you nice and brain dead. You're saying this is four on the floor? No, it's oh, kind of not. not. That's that. why I'm oh, saying this is, this is this is this is this is creeping around the line of disco. So it, if it's a funk song where they that's s- not disco. If it's a funk song where they sing about disco or sing about dancing, does that make it disco? No, no, no. Sly and the Family Stone was funk. They yeah. sing about dancing. They do. What yeah. song? Dance, dance to the music. Oh, okay. I think it's called. Uh, anyway. So that's a that. So you're saying not only is that not a disco song that doesn't suck, it's not disco. It's barely disco. If that disco, we got worse problems. Now, when I was a kid, disco was the was the pandemic of the seventies, uh-huh. and uh, it's proving that maybe it was inflated. The numbers, the disco numbers, were highly, highly overestimated. What disco numbers? Those? Uh, the, the numbers that say how many songs out of a hundred songs, maybe in reality, sixty of them are disco. I see. The other ones are actually just funk. Funk. Yeah, funk kills about 50,000 people every year. Uh-huh. And disco, well, that's a whole other thing. I see. Yeah, no one says shit about funk. So well, disco was I a true see. pandemic. You're number eight. You want to find, you want to... That was my number eight. Okay, hold on one. That, all right, you know what? Forget it. What? I was going to look up Heat Wave and Boogie Nights, but fuck it. We oh, don't I think they're that. banned. That's unnecessary. In the 60s also, probably. It's unnecessary. Who cares? They got another song, though, don't they? I, I, uh, Maybe there's a song called Heat Wave. There's definitely a song called Heat Wave. That must be what I'm thinking. I believe it was on my KTEL, one of my KTEL records. Heat Wave, Heat Wave. Is that disco? Probably. Hold on. Now you're. Uh, hold on. There's so many heat. There's. 
I got another one that doesn't suck for you. Number seven. Hold on. Oh, wait. Now you're doing that to me thing. Here it is. Heat Wave Disco 1979. Think so. I don't think this is it. It doesn't sound like disco. These guys are jazzy. Disco. Oh, funk. That is not disco. You sure? I am positive. The drums are not. Nope. Oh, man, that's funk. That's like, thank you for letting me be myself by Sly and the Family's own. Not disco. They can call it what they want, but it is not disco. I think that this is that same band, that Heatwave band. They're like, just call oh, it. But they sang, they said disco. I think the song called disco. Just, oh. You can sing about disco if you want to, but it doesn't mean it's disco. I can say disco all you want. I'm not even singing. All right, all right. So, okay, let's turn that one off. Uh, that was funk again. That was funk, but that's a funk song see, where they're singing about disco. Rewrite. Yeah, well, see, history is going to rewrite the, itself and think that half the songs that are actually just funk are disco. All right. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. And I don't know who's doing that. It's a cabal. I, I'm, I'm guessing some sort of cabal. God damn them. So that was uh, your number eight. Was Heatwave, Boogie Nights. Yeah, yeah, from 1976. Okay, so you're number seven. Uh, BT Express. Do it till you're satisfied. Whatever it is. Much like a black exploitation soundtrack song. Yeah. What is that? That's not disco. What is it? That's just soul funk, soul music. So is there? Is there? You can tell me Freddy's Dead is is disco because this sounds like Freddy's Dead sort of. Exactly. It sounds exactly like, just like I said. Yeah. Curtis Mayfield's not disco. This isn't disco. So are we saying at this point that... A lot of the disco that we thought was disco was not disco. Is it disco a hoax? Is disco a, a hoax. hoax perpetrated on... Oh, there's some bad disco. Wasn't there that... Uh, <coughs> how about... Uh, how about Disco Duck? Now, is that disco or is that for No, also? that's just a novel song. Well, it was a disco song. Or is this called disco? It's just it called it. might just be funky. Like, I mean, play that funky music is not disco, but it's on the list of disco songs. Right, but it says funk right in it. Yeah. You cannot always believe these people. Uh, these, who are these people? All right. So yeah. that was your number seven of yeah, disco song. You see, this is the this is the problem. This is starting to be the problem. This isn't a list of disco songs that don't suck because I don't know that any of these have been truly disco songs. So you're just finding 
funk songs that are on the disco tip. A funk song on the disco tip. Up next. As, I mean, as, uh, can we just, I mean... Well then, uh, what's the difference with now? What's the difference between me saying, "Hey Dave, what are the top ten danceable funk songs?" Would, whoa, would it be the same whoa, list? Whoa, no. That's what I'm saying. This, I don't. That know. would not be the same list. I mean, I understand you worked on this list, but now this I'm list, wondering what this list actually is. This list is what people have called disco, and what I had reviewed and said, "Well, it might be disco." But I don't think that you've. There's been a song yet that you've said, "No, that's 100% disco." I think everything's been on the verge. Well, then my problem is mm-hmm. I hate disco. <laughs> but then you should have said I can't come up with this list. Disco you've might asked be the stupidest genre in the world. I don't think it exists. Well, what's that stuff where they put classical music to a disco beat? I think that was disco. Oh, Stars on 45? That's no. shit. Was it, what was it? Stars no, like Beethoven. 45. Yeah. The Be- uh, Beethoven disco. Yeah. That was disco, I think. I think uh, If I Can't Have You by Yvonne Elman is disco. Okay. I is, think. Is that uh, on your list of so- disco songs that don't suck? No, it's on my list. It's an example of a song that sucks. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, Let's go to your number six, Dave. Oh, jeez. Well, now I don't know. Yeah, well, you still have your list. The list is fine. We'll just, okay. you know, it might. No, be... no, I mean, I can't read my writing. Oh, well, that's <laughs> a whole other thing. It's time uh-huh. to read my list. Okay. Hold on. I, I can try to figure it out for you. Right now. All right. I'll have a sip of water. I'll have to take a picture of these papers. How about now? For the show notes. Now, I want to know if this song, now this song does not suck. Now, you might think it does. Okay. And you might not think it's disco. So, what is this song? Is it Uranus? It's Raining Men? No, Uranus. Uranus. Uranus Men. <laughs> I don't know that one. <laughs> Good. Uh, uh, what I one? know is this. You Make Me Feel Like Dancing by Leo Sayer. Uh-huh. Now, is that disco? Because if it is, that does not suck. You might have thought it sucked, but listen to it again. All right. It's actually very funny. I believe this was also on my uh, KTEL record, or one of my KTEL records. I know it's the inside story of this one. Oh, Jesus. Will you please welcome back doing You Make Me Feel Like Dancing? The one and only Leo Sayer. Valley, right? You've got the yeah. They're not really playing. No, of course not. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. He's not really singing either. Nope. Uh, 
So are you saying that disco songs don't have a guitar solo? Do they have any solos? Not usually. That's the thing. Yeah, they have synthesizer solos, maybe some saxophone. Now, this song is not disco. Uh-huh. This is funk. That is Steve Gadd on drums, and not in the video. And uh, the prime chord changes on that song are the classic uh, progression from the 1950s that most of the songs that pop songs in the 50s were written over now I'm not I guess I can name it but hold on anyway uh, it's a four four chord progression that's classic oh my god This is him being like, yeah, I gotta make some money. The reason I say it doesn't suck is because the groove is actually kind of funky. He sucks. He's the epitome of sucks. I mean, it sounds Frankie Valley-ish. This is the thing, though. They were in the studio fucking around. Uh Steve Gadd just started playing this drum beat. Uh And he started singing in falsetto on top of it. Steve Gadd did? No, Leo Sayer. And he was like, that's funny, right? Or something like that. They were just fucking around. And then they were like, wait, hold on. What is that? And they turned it into a song. But it started out just as a joke. He spontaneously just started singing. I don't think he's even a falsetto singer before this. Well, they laughed all the way to the bank, didn't they? He became a falsetto singer just for this. Maybe I'm mistaken. I'm pretty sure the rest of his music isn't even disco or in that genre. I mean, if this is disco, well, then, uh, <clears throat> you know, you'd have to say that uh, the Pina Colada song is disco, which is also Steve Gadd. Well, this says here on Wikipedia that this is disco, pop, and R&B. Yeah, anything that will sell it. That would, You know, it's more like pop R. It's more like pop R&B, really. Virgin on bubblegum. Dude is corny as a motherfucker, but you know, the thing about it, it was happening because Steve Gadd so happening. That's all that is. Just that's the same thing as Fifty Ways to Leave Your Lover. The only reason that song's happening is because Steve Gadd made that shit the, the shit. Does he? I wonder if he gets any props for that. Any royalties? You think? Uh, <clears throat> I wonder about that for Fifty <clears throat> Ways to Leave Your Lover. Yeah, or this. I I don't know. For 50 Ways to Leave Your Lover, he really should. Mm-hmm. I mean, the drum beat is a big part of the song. It's huge. It's recognizable. Yep. So this was your number six. Yes. You make me feel like dancing. Yeah. Yes. I like Steel Gad. I like Steel Gad. Steel Gad? Steely Gad. Steely Gad is your favorite? Yeah. And uh, now I got a number five for you. I'm, I'm looking outside forward to Outside the it. genre. Uh-huh. Oh. Or inside the genre. Wait, Dave. Huh? This is, it can't be outside the genre. Well, it's called uh-huh. Dancing Fool by Frank Zappa. Oh, for fuck's sake. about dancing that's why i got this song one of my legs is shorter than the other and both of my feet's too long of course now right along with them i got no natural rhythm but i go dancing every night hoping one day i might get it right i'm a dancing fool
I hear that beat, I jump out of my seat, but I can't compete, cause I'm a dancing fool. Now that is good disco. That doesn't count. It doesn't? I don't think so. It's got all the classic stuff. Uh, it does have a breakdown that's awfully funky. Dancing Fool is a song by Frank Zappa from his 79 album Shake Your Booty. It was the first of two singles released from the album, followed by the second single, Bobby Brown Goes Down. Yeah, now Bobby Brown is also written over that classic four chord progression. The song premiered on stage on the 30th of October, 1977. Uh, Let's see. It mocks the disco culture of the 70s. It directly focuses on the dancing aspect of the culture, specifically the character Zappa is singing (coughs) as cannot help but dance despite how awful he is at it. Now that is one album cover. That is a hell of an album cover. It's not. It's not the album cover. That was just for the uh, the single. The album cover. He is uh, a little different. Uh, Shake your booty. Shake your booty. Get it? No, I understand, Dave. I'm, yes. I'm, I'm quite familiar with puns. Yes. Uh, it inspired crazy dance moves to mock disco dancers, and this was especially relevant as disco was on its decline. I don't know. That, someone's making that up. I never heard such a thing. Dance and Fool charted at 45 on the U.S. charts, making it Zappa's second highest charting single behind his 1982 song Valley Girl. Oh my God! <laughs> the song was nominated for the Grammy Award for Best Male Vocal, but didn't win. Best Male Vocal? Yeah. Oh, Lou Rawls, Frank Zappa. Right. <sighs> So, uh, yeah, that song is, uh... Your number five. Is unfortunately a disco song. Now my number five. Yeah, because this is the problem. Well, that was, wasn't that your number five? Yeah, it is my number five. And I am out of songs. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> then you should have just started at number five. And oh, this would have been your number I one. I didn't realize my handwriting was so undecipherable. <laughs> I thought I had more than I had. I got one more, but I don't, oh, it's right. just an honorable mention. Let's, you really, know this is all just nonsense. Let's go to Billboard, okay? Let's Who is he? Billboard. He sounds awfully tar- tiresome. Let's do Billboard's top 10, okay? Yes. Their number 10, Supermax Love Machine. Wait. Supermax Love Machine? Yes. I owe that dude 10 bucks. You do? No. Oh. Who is he? Is that a band or a person? I Hey, Supermax, get in here. I got to talk to you. Supermax is the band. I never heard of such a band. I don't think I know. Oh, my God, it's a disco. The best you can get 50 miles around. Yeah, I mean, there's some good bass on there. That's terrible. That's yeah, horrible. Shitty. Okay, so number nine is uh, Dance, Dance, Dance by Sheep. Yeah, let's see how disco that is. You don't know that song? No, I just want to be reminded of it. Oh, man, that's disco. Dance, 
Just dance. Apparently they want you to dance. No wonder that generation was so skinny. Everyone was telling them to dance. So that was their Between number. Between the cocaine and the disco. I mean, who needs jazzercise? What? I don't want you looking at the screen. Well, I'm sorry. It's pointing in my face. It's not pointing at your face. All right, it's I look down like face. Ray Charles. Number eight, according to Billboard magazine. Yeah. Silver Convention. Who's that? I can't see it. And Fly Robin Fly. Oh, I've mentioned them before. That's the first disco song ever. What year is that? I'm not telling. 75? I'm not telling. Oh, come on. Fly Rabbit Fly is like 75, I think. That song's kind of shitty. I mean, I remember hearing it like all the time as a child on a WABC uh, AM radio. Back when AM radio was a thing, yeah. Before they went talk. Fly Rabbit Fly, uh, yeah, 1975. Crap song. It's just a crap song. Well, maybe Billboard thinks your face is a crap song. Oh, I should have mentioned I had one more song I forgot entirely about. Well, you know what? Is it, a, is it even disco? It's called Disco Lady. Uh-huh. Is Disco Lady a disco song? I think that's a soul song. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. R&B or something. And the singer, I think, is an R&B singer. He's okay. not a disco singer. Number seven, best disco song ever, according to Billboard magazine, Earth, Wind, and Fire... Featuring the emotions and Boogie Wonderland. Well, that is disco. It's just straight disco. I think so, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know. I... I don't like it. <laughs> it's too it's too straight ahead. I see. Uh, number six. Best disco song of all time. Donna Summer on the radio. All right. Uh, you know, she's truly a disco queen. I think she might be the queen of disco. That's what they say. I think they might be right. And why do you think they might be, that might be right? I don't know. All their shit sucked. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. What a dickish thing to oh say. Oh, my God. Yeah. Take a listen to uh, that horrible piece she did called, uh, what's it called? The one where she's moaning for 20 minutes. Oh. Love to Love not, Me, Baby? That is not good, man. Number six, best disco song, Donna Summer on the radio. Number five, best disco song, Donna Summer, Bad Girls. Baby. 
she was like, she was all about the soft porn, soft core disco. Soft core disco? Cocaine and, and bad breasts. What? Cocaine and small breasts. And eyeshadow. That's Donna Summers. She's lovely. Donna Summers, or Donna Summer, not Summers. Yeah, Suzanne Summer. Suzanne, shut up. Donna Summer, lovely. Okay. She's no Diana Ross, I'll tell you that much. Well, that's fine. She's no uh, Dionne Warwick. And Dionne Warwick's no Nancy Wilson. Okay. End of story. Number four, best disco song of all time. Donna Summer. Oh man, see, she's the queen of disco. And Who hot did she, stuff. What did she do to get in there? And her and Neil Bogart must have had a thing. Hot stuff. Yeah, that's a good title. That's not trying to capitalize on something. It was just, uh, that's not trying to show you small breasts and cocaine eyes. What the fuck is wrong with Here, you? Let me bat my cocaine eyes at you. Oh, I got a little sparkle on you. She eventually turns to uh, pretty, be a pretty devout Christian. Well, it happens to everyone who does the things that they shouldn't. Yeah, I, I, I see myself going that way. Hey, take it easy. <laughs> oh, man. The shit that keeps me up at night. Okay, number three. Best disco song of all time. Donna Summer. Oh, no. And Last Dance. First dance. How did she get this gig? I don't know. Maybe. Last dance. That's some crap, man. You know what's better than that song? I will survive. Now that's disco. That's Gloria Gaynor. I like the cake version. I see. Well, that's probably not as disco. Are you ready? That's ironic. Number two. Yes. 
best disco song of all time, according to Billboard magazine. Donna Love Summers. What? Donna Summer. I know. Come on. Really? You better stop it. Oh. I'm getting very aggravated. I'm not looking. Here. I'm just guessing. You're looking. I was not. Number two, best disco song of all time, Donna Summer. Who, who wrote this list? Donna Summers? Love to love you, baby. Oh, man. That's your dirty song. Yeah, that's, that's my dirty place. That's your no-no spot. <laughs> what is that, Newark? We <laughs> uh, suck. All right, are you ready for the number one song according yeah. to Billboard magazine? Best yeah. disco song of all time. Yeah, do the hustle. Donna Summer. Oh, no, come on. I feel love. She's yucky. <laughs> I love her. I love Donna Summer. I love all the songs. Donna Summer. Something about her, man. I loved it. I loved all of her songs. Uh, I like You Light Up My Life. That is not disco. Pat I don't like boom, that. Beat boom. I don't like that song. I hate it. You know what else? You know what my opinion is the worst disco song ever? Uh-huh. You, it's, it's by a band called Odyssey, I think. Uh-huh. A native New Yorker. Oh. That is some bad stuff, man. Well, we, but you know what? We'll have to have a whole episode about the worst disco songs. Now that about, one I can do. Then you should have just said that to me instead well, of saying, knows. yes, I can come up with 10 songs. Well, isn't that just contrite? Dude, you started your list at number 10 and you only had five fucking songs written down. Oh, and, and most of them were just funk. Clouded uh, doing some cocaine you, and eyelashes. You should have just said, no, I can't do it. No. Oh. 
All right, let's I, just. I truly thought "It's Raining Men" might be a good song. Okay, number ten. Uh, let's just go oh, to. Oh, I got another one that's good. No, um, don't look. You're looking at. Oh, damn sorry. it! Uh, I want to fly like Superman by the Kinks. All right, now that's disco. That's Dave. Huh? We're moving on. Your lists are now null and void. Number 10, according to Ranker.com. Paranoia, the destroyer. Lips, Funky Town. Oh, now that one should have been on my list. That's that's a good funk. That's a good disco song. Uh, number 9, Chic, yeah. La Freak. That might be disco. I'd have to hear that again. I think it's funk. Freak out. Oh, that's, that's kind of disco-y, isn't it? Number you know really bad disco? Here's a bad one for you. I hate you. Push, push in the bush. Okay. Okay. Stay out the bushes. Next. <clears throat> Number eight, according to Ranker.com. Uh, Ranker uh, is the people's vote, just uh, by the way. All right. Uh, number eight is Disco Inferno, The Tramps. Oh, burn, baby, burn. That's it. Now I remember that one. Okay. Yeah. Number seven. Yeah. According to Ranker.com, KC and the Sunshine Band, That's the Way, Uh-huh, Uh-huh, I Like It. Yeah, that's funk. Now, let me ask you, so that's white boy funk. That's okay. Now, what is, uh... Oh, no, I forgot. Number six. Yeah? Donna Summer, I Feel Love. Oh, jeez. Number five. Donna Summer, Last Dance. Number four. Bee Gees, You Should Be Dancing. All right. Number three. Was that just a kind suggestion by them? Number three, Gloria Gaynor, I Will Survive. I like the song, If You Want My Opinion, Maybe You Should Shuffle About a Bit. (coughs) 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 Number two. Yes. Bee Gees, Night Fever. Fever. I thought that was called Night Fever. Night Fever. Number one, according to Ranker.com, the people have voted, and they say BG's "Staying Alive" is the number one disco song. Remember, true. That was very influential. So, uh, how about Jive Talking? Is that disco? I think that's funk. That's a good BG song. Jive Talking. It is. I think uh, I think some of their stuff could be uh, that borderline between funk and disco. Someone's got to redo Jive. Why doesn't Kanye West redo Jive Talking? Kanye. Hey, Jive Talking, J- Kanye. Do this. Would you make this happen? You and Steve, you want the. He can do his voice box thing. All right. I'll. See, you know what? I shall tweet Kanye as soon as we're wrapped up here. Uh, and he can dedicate it to whatever person he doesn't like. I see. All right. That would be excellent. All right. Well, uh, that was political. This uh, has been our. Wait, it's over. I'm just getting warmed up. You're not warmed up. You came. You came with a list that was short five. Made me think that you had ten. Short five. That's a That's a good name for the show. The short five. (laughs) Short five. I, you know what, I, I think uh, M. Levitt sent me another song, so we'll have to do another reaction video. We have reaction videos also up on the website. Uh, Dave did a reaction video to a Humble Pie song that was a James Brown cover. And Some then, jive shit, man. Oh, just kidding. I don't, I don't, I don't like you as a person right now. Uh, and then also... Anyone he, who thinks Pick Up the Pieces is a disco song... They need to pick up their uh, 
their pieces. Okay. And he also did a reaction video to a Jamiroquai Space Cowboy song. Now that's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, if I were to tell you that Jimi Hendrix was the first disco artist, what would you say? It's completely fine. You'd have to say, you don't know what you're talking about. Okay, then I would probably say that. Good, because that's not true. Okay. I don't know anybody. I've never heard anyone say that. I don't know. I just want to know how, how far we rewrite in history. I'm not... Oh, I'm, Muddy Waters, the great Muddy Waters, <laughs> the disco king. <laughs> I see. Well, uh, I, I've, I've not heard that either. Uh, but I do think that... I think disco's a hoax. I think there was... Disco's a hoax. I think disco is a should have been called something like like dance funk or something. They should have it should have been uh, under the funk umbrella. Yeah, the whole uh, Saturday Night Fever kind of like forced disco upon the world, and then everything became disco for a minute, and then it went away. Well, also I think that you know just the term disco music means music that they would play in a disco so i think the the term came first obviously and then the music kind of tried to try to maybe uh make it easier like you said with the four on the floor or whatever yeah it was the beginning of the end for uh for mu- live music disco was the uh 70s uh version of uh karaoke it just ruined it for live. I mean, live I think music. people it just made, wanted to dance. Yeah, I mean, you don't need to hire a band. Why hire a band? They're going to solo and, and play music. I just want to do something mindless, and we get a machine to do that. I see. That's what it led, it led itself to. And then eventually, they're like, oh, remember disco? Yeah, well, now we actually just have our own fake band, and we, we don't even dance. We just sing. We pretend to sing. Karaoke. What kind of shit is that? Horrible. Yes, I agree. So, yeah, disco, karaoke, it's all all bad. All right, well... Uh, and it was really um, just a way to save money and cut out musicians who were uh, always late and, you know, wanted to get paid. In uh, cocaine. You know, it's one thing to pay the DJ. It's another thing to pay a band. Anyway... Well, not, you've really ended this on a downer. It's not good. So, uh, yeah, I had approached Dave and asked him to, f- said, let's come up with disco songs that don't suck. Can you do that? I even said, can you do that? How about I Was Made For Loving You? And is that disco? It is, right? It's Just because you're a rock band and you play a disco song doesn't mean it's not disco. That whole album is known as the disco album, but I think they would beg to differ. But I got to be honest, uh, I mean, even Love Gun... Ugh. Is all of that stuff? It sounds is, like Kiss plays Blondie. It's like a weird, it's like a weird rock dance mix. So is it disco? I don't know. I don't know really. But they have a lot of that. Uh, that. Yeah, they have a they have a lot of songs that sound like they they are dance music. Man, it's a really bad genre. I mean, Kiss in general has just uh, always tried to to change a little bit, you know, hope just trying to get the next record to sell. So, I mean, when it, well, when it also, you know, uh, kiss was on the record label that, uh, Donna summer was on. Yep. Neil Bogart and Casablanca records and tapes. So they were probably like, Hey, this label is putting all their money towards this disco crap. We can do some disco crap. Well, it was probably more like, 
they were listening to the disco stuff and were somewhat inspired. Terrible stuff, man. Yeah, well, it's all right. I mean, it's it's it's. There are worse things in the world than disco, Dave. I know that's a shock to you. No, oh, that's true. That's uh, it's fine though. I I I will not ask you to do uh, something like this again. You know, as bad as disco is, I would say that hip hop now is worse than disco ever was. Hip hop now. Like today's hip hop, in my opinion, being an old guy, uh, is way worse than the even disco was in the seventies. You know what I mean? Like as bad as disco was. Today's hip hop is worse than di- it was worse. On a scale of one to ten, it's a zero, and and disco on a scale of one to ten was you know like a two. All right. Well, there you go. I mean, it it, it makes disco well, the hip hop today makes disco look like you know the music of fucking highly highly intelligent beings. But you know what? I think disco there's. A- disco is so wrapped up in funk that I can't give it a two because I I, I think. Almost all disco has a little something of funk to it. Well, then it's then uh, then we've been deceived, just like you said. I think we've been deceived. I think it's a hoax disco perpetrated is an on illusion. the nation. All right. Uh, so, um, if you want to hear more of our shows, our episodes, you can find them all at middleagecoolkids.com, plus some of Dave's reaction videos. Uh, we are going to do more. Um, if you suggest a song to me on Twitter at Middle Aged Cool and uh, we do the reaction video, do not be upset if Dave has a bad reaction. It's definitely not you. It's him. I have a bad reaction to many things. Yeah. He has uh, all day. He's got bad reactions to things. So um, it's definitely not you. Come on. Give me a break, that It's cool. Uh huh. No, no, not really. Well, let's hang out. I remember. I want to hang out. When Dave and I first started dating, oh, I, I invited him over for dinner. And I worked my ass off just trying to make all of these different things. Hey, take it easy, right? And one of the, the things I presented to him as an hors d'oeuvre <clears throat> was stuffed mushrooms oh, I that I had stuff. fucking labored over. Hey. Just labored over buying nice mushrooms, chopping them up with the breading and baking them just perfectly. They were perfect stuffed mushrooms and i pres- i plate them and i present them to him and he's like oh i don't eat mushrooms fucking a dude just to eat one and be like i love it or I don't eat or just say i'm allergic to mushrooms but just don't look at it with disdain and be like Bleh. i was just like oh it was i was crestfallen yeah i stuck around i don't know why I, yeah. I, I guess I am I'm repenting for past sins. All right. Uh, this has been uh, episode 75 of the Middle-Aged Cool Kids Super Terrific Podcast featuring your pals Manny Ortega and Mo Gaffney. I'm Mo Gaffney. Good. All right. We will see you next time, America. Thank you, Nish. Mm-hmm.